Hello and welcome to The Water Trio. I'm here with my good friends, Cassandra Tindall of, and Kelly Surtees. Hey girls, how are you? Hey. We, we call ourselves The Water Trio. Um, we're here to bring you all things astrology and this week we're looking at the week of the 19th of November to the 25th of November. It's our third episode, super excited to be here. Um, and yeah, just kind of, it's an interesting backdrop to this week, isn't it, girls? It's like we had that baton pass right at the end of last week where Venus went direct and she's pretty much sitting on speaker all week. Um, and that's a really fortunate and beautiful energy to be holding up. Um, what's your thoughts on that one, Cass? Oh, I'm excited about that. <laughs> um, I just think after such a rough trot that Venus has had over recent weeks to station on speaker and to spend, I think she moves off speaker uh, maybe uh, on the early morning on the 23rd uh, Aussie time. Um, so we've basically got the whole week of this beautiful you know, Venus in her ruling sign on a big star that's got a lot of associations around you know, fortune and wisdom and brilliance and benefit. I just think it's, you know, a lot of people are talking about the fact that she's going to be applying to oppose Uranus again. And there's that factor too. But I think because she's in such a good state and got so much support around her, she can handle maybe a little bit of that. So I think that's really nice. So just, you know, I guess, you know, if you've, for anybody who's sort of like, well, how's that going to work for me? You know, where is around that 25 degree of Libra mark in your own chart? And might, that might, you know, sort of tell you where you can uh, look forward to, you know, some real juicy goodness next week and some real sweetness as well. Totally. Kel, have you got any thoughts about that? Yeah, look, I like Cass, I'm very pro uh, Venus on speaker. Um, speakers are a very beautiful, powerful, close to the ecliptic fixed star around 24, 25 degrees of Libra. So when Venus is near speaker, she's in her own sign already, which gives her just a little bit more juice and vitality. And then that sort of potential for insight and brilliance. It's like great ideas coming through. But I also think there's something there around collaboration and connection that we've got Venus now moving direct in one of her home signs. It's her air sign. Venus is, rules two signs, an air sign and an earth sign. And Venus in an air sign is very much about that interactiveness of connection with other people. So I do think that the combination of Venus being direct, Venus on speaker, there's a really great potential for connecting with people, uh, getting those ideas out there, forming maybe supportive partnerships or even just finding like common ground. You know, it's mm. definitely mm. way less acrimonious than what we've had um, maybe in October when Venus was retrograde <laughs> in a sign ruled by Mars. <laughs> so, I mean, have yeah. either of you girls got anything that's, you know, on the cards for next week that kind of represents this energy? My work is going to be calming down, actually. Okay. So it's not going to be as busy. And I'm hoping to actually have some time to reconnect with my husband because I feel like <laughs> all we've been doing is, is doing the cray-cray roundabout. So, Your, yeah. Uh, smorgasbord of buffet or what is it? Buffet of crazy. Buffet of crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Funnily enough... Yeah. Sorry, least kids. No, and just kids' life, you know, that hamster wheel of, of things. And look, one of the things I find with speaker as well, it's that point where you just know it's all going to work out in the end. Mm. You know, you've got that trust and that belief that, yeah, Beautiful. you know, what? 
Yeah, it may that. not be as amazing and fortunate as I as I hope and dream it will be, but it'll still be really good. It's that mm. sweetness that we we agreed with and that real happiness. So I'm really looking forward to just kind of going oh, and relaxing into that energy a bit. You know, after these last few months, this is just like sprinkling a little sugar on the top. Mm. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Yeah, when you said that, Leish, um, that really reminded me in electional charts. So electional astrology is when you work with an astrologer who will pick a moment, like a day and a time to start something, you know, like a business or a marriage or what have you. And one of the things I used to do with that is sometimes you'd use speaker as a protection. You might put it in the chart to show that even if things don't give you exactly what you want, you will be taken care of or everything will be okay. And always remember speaker being like a star of, you know, it'll be okay in the end. You know, you may not Mm -hmm. get everything, but you're not going to be left destitute either. And so there is that sense, almost like a positivity of it'll very Australian, I guess she'll be right. You know, it's not okay, it's not the end kind of thing. She'll be uh, apples, mate. She'll be right, mate. <laughs> oh, that's very ochre. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> well, we've got to get into training because there's some Americans coming to town next week, so we've got to get our swing up. They get the uh, good thing going. And funnily enough, I've actually been teaching an online relationship astrology class that has basically been running through November while Venus have been in Libra you know, close-ish to speaker. And so we've got our final class next week. Um, so yeah, this is a really nice energy, like whatever else is going on. It just feels like there's a very supportive, gentle backdrop, I yeah. guess. And we're mm. going to need that, you know, because that Mercury stationed and started going retrograde on Sunday and it's, you know, I feel like it's upping the ante. It feels like with Mars's retrograde and Venus's retrograde, it didn't want them to get all the spotlight this year. So this event, Mercury retrograde is going to be a bit of a doozy. And I know that, you know, we probably already felt it. Um, I know reading some of Tony Howard's stuff with Mercury was out of bounds as well, which emphasized that backwards energy, that feeling that things aren't happening. I mean, you know, what was this take two of this episode we had to get in on? Um, you well, know, yeah, I, and Mercury is out of bounds until the 20th, I believe. Yeah. 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 So this, even the start of this week, we still got absolutely wacky, extreme, you know, chaotic, like an extra chaotic version, I guess. Mm. Yeah. Totally. And it's in its own, it's, you know, it's in the sign that it's not happy in, in Sagittarius. It's it, um, in its in its detriment so it's not expressing itself in the way it likes and it's you know Sagittarius has that one truth whereas Mercury is like no no we've got to find out many truths we've got to look everywhere Mm. yeah yeah so that kind of I guess is the backdrop to the week is there anything else you wanted to add to the Mercury retrograde yeah I mean something that I think that is worth um taking on board is that mercury stationed at 13 degrees station retrograde at 13 degrees of sag which is uh the exact same position it stationed direct last december so uh it's almost like there's some unfinished business from about a year ago Mm. okay so i guess think about uh but yeah we didn't have the saturn and sag uh piece this time we've got the jupiter and sag Uh, so it's definitely a little bit more pleasant, a lot more nicer. Um, but it's, I think that there is a bit of a a repetition about 
what's going on again look to the house position things like that but um yeah just uh, to to basically station on the very same degree uh is something to uh yeah, just uh, contemplate and consider. Although the- I like, so it's station direct at thirteen Sag last year rather than retro. Exactly. Okay. So there is that, uh, I guess, suggestion, or there is that, uh, you know, there's some, you know, more than just the uh, usual Mercury retrograde of covering old ground, but here we're covering old ground, old ground again. You know what I mean? So, and maybe clearing up. Because the station direct last year wasn't, it was just off Neptune, so a couple of degrees off Neptune, but this time it's right on. Mm. So there is that sense of, um, you know, having to navigate. We could talk about Mercury. I think we mentioned this in one of the other episodes we did, is not knowing what you don't know. But mm. still yes. that leap of faith of moving forward. Um, and I think that's even compounded this time because the closer proximity to the square of Neptune uh, and then we've got the Jupiter instead of the Sat- uh, the Saturn that we had last year. So mm. it's definitely about, um, uh, you know, caution to the wind, winging it, um, whatever slate term you want to use for this. But there's definitely that, you know, those horizons are out there. You don't know what they look like. You don't know what the landscape is, but you've just got to put that one step in front of the other until you, you get there. And... Uh, yeah, I mean, I've in my consultations, I've often used the analogy of, you know, that circling on a roundabout when Neptune's involved and uh, you don't know which exit to take. But at some point, you've got to make a choice and just go with it and hope that it's okay. Mm. And then the speaker piece, as we've already mentioned, kind of, you know, adds that sweetness or adds that, you know, it, it may not be what you thought, but it'll still be really good. But you've got to take, it's sad, there's so much Jupiter in the sky next week or this week. So it's all about um, that leap of faith and moving forward uh, at some level. Yeah. And being willing to kind of re- review your own truth. Be, totally. Be willing to not... Yeah, not just look at your own, come from your own point of view and your own perspective, seeing that there are other perspectives out there and that you can learn from them. Um, And, but yeah, listening, remember, I think I said last week, it's that being on receive, not on transmit. So that's the best place to be able to listen to other people's perspectives and, and get it, give a bit of a shift to your worldview is to broaden it out a bit. Hmm. And I think too, uh, Mercury retrograde it, it, in Sagittarius in that sign about sort of truths and philosophy and, and finding that sort of just or coherent balance, it also might uh, bring into question or invite you to contemplate where you've not really been in alignment with your own truth or your own version of mm. principles or beliefs, perhaps, you know, where you've gone with the flow, perhaps where you shouldn't have and so on and so forth. And when we've got those two relating planets, Venus and Mars, just coming out of their perspective uh, retrogrades and renewals and so on and so forth, and then we've got Mercury. Okay, we've got to communicate all this out now. And that might be your point where you kind of go, look, I really don't know how or where or why, but I can't do it the way I've been doing it. Yeah. And I think you were going to continue with this badge energy, weren't you, Kel? Sorry? 
What's your pick of the aspects happening this week? Continue this. Well, like, yeah, I guess for this week, yeah, we do have Mercury retrograde in the background. So that's just a thing to keep in mind. Double check, double check, double check. Um, But I'm really excited about the sun moving into Sagittarius. So Thursday, November 22nd, you know, we've had a lot of Scorpio energy. Uh, we've had Jupiter in Scorpio for 12 months, and now we're just coming to the end of, of Scorpio season or the Scorpio month. And I think it's going to be really interesting to have the Sun and Jupiter together in the same sign. Uh, Marsilio Ficino, one of the great Renaissance magician and astrologers, talked about the three graces in astrology, which are the three planets to appeal to for sort of healing or wellness or fortune. And the Sun and Jupiter are two of those. The third one is Venus, of course. And so having the Sun and Jupiter together while Jupiter, well, while they're in one of Jupiter's signs, it just feels like there is this sort of um, very benefic, supportive, generally encouraging, optimistic energy that we're going to get to experience. And that kicks off on the 22nd of November for four weeks. So I'm really looking forward to that. I like the optimism of Sag. I like the looking further into the future, like daring to dream. Um, So I'm really looking forward to that shift coming through on Thursday. What about you guys? Cass, I know you've got your eye on something. I've always got my eye on something. So, uh, <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I mean, I love Sag season. I just love how, I mean, I guess it's the Australian thing. It's different for us. We, it's starting to get the signs of summer. You know, we hear the sounds of cricket on the TV. It's, you know, the winding down of the year, the silly season, Santa Claus, you know, all these sorts of things kind of coming into to our um you know, our space. And so it is beautiful, you know, after that, such an exceptionally stuck phase, Sag coming, you know, sun into Sag, Jupiter there, just, it's kind of like, um, no holds barred. You know, this could be a really crazy, silly season in some respects. Um, and just really, you know, going for it and having a great time or, Um, doing whatever kind of stirs your soul, gives you that feeling of passion or dreaming or adventure. It may not make sense. It may not um, be what you would normally do, but there's definitely this sort of exuberance that we can move forward into that we just have not had in 2018. Yeah, totally. So it's, you know, that merriment, you know, of Christmas and the holiday season and in general, you know, the joy and the generosity and the giving and all that sort of stuff. I think it's, it's got the potential to be just really on steroids this year. <laughs> well, totally, Kath. And as you're saying that, it's reminding me, of course, what I've always thought is one of those weird ironies about the silly season, which is that we have this four-week period with the sun in Sag, which is going to start on November 22nd this year, and it runs to about the 21st of December. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, then, shite, I've spent so much money. <laughs> yeah, and then That's the sun Capricorn. goes into really somber, serious Capricorn, yeah. which is actually when you know, Christian Christmas and the new year happen is when sun. So it's, it's all the pre stuff that is quite excessive and over the top. That's, that's right. all the sun in Jupiter, it's sun like, in Sag period. Yeah. Let's party with our friends and have these drinks and all these connections. And then sun and Capricorn, oh God, I've got to be with my family now. It's got, you know, it's the serious side of Christmas and what it, you know, the traditions and things like that. And it even felt like this yeah. year, like the Christmas decorations went up and around here 
basically when Jupiter moved into Sag, I was like, why is everything going up so early? And it's like, oh, of course, that's why Jupiter's already in Sag. He's already calling for that party, you know? Um, and totally. Yeah. Uh, my tree's up already, Lishi. Oh. <laughs> you don't have a two-year-old who'll pull things off like I do. <laughs> Well, yeah, we love doing a Christmas tree and we usually do a real one. And mm. so if we weren't doing a real one, we would have one up already too, but they won't, you know, a real one doesn't last that long. No. Uh, but I, I think you're right, Cass, like, and you know, even in retail and sales and business, everybody kind of knows this period in the four weeks leading up to Christmas is when we have the sun in Sag, but it's also when there's a lot of sales that go on, you know, the big Black Friday sales that have now infiltrated Australia from overseas and things like that. Uh, but I think with Jupiter there, it's like a once in 12 year, like, you know, new level of more, more, more basically. Totally. Yeah. So I guess it's a year this year, you know, with Jupiter there to be careful of how much we spend, you know, to keep an eye on your Christmas budgets and make sure you don't blow out. Um, that would be one of the warnings with Jupiter have fun. Um, but yeah, maybe think about ways that you could do it you know, buying things that are fair trade or um, maybe even secondhand or, or giving the kids experiences rather than loads of toys. Yeah. And I guess uh, just the generosity of spirit as a person yes. of matter. Yep. And that's the thing about the glyph of Sag. It's one of the things I love. It's almost like, you know, with Scorpio, the arrow just starts to go up at the bottom. Um, but, you know, Sagittarius is like, that arrow right up into the heavens. It's like, lift your eyes higher, lift up to look up to the stars, look up to what's higher. That's almost was the point of this festive season is actually let's celebrate our connection to something higher and connection to something bigger rather than just this giving of presents and the silly season as we call it. So for me, I'm going to be trying to make a bit more time in this to, you know, be still and be connected, perhaps use this Mercury retrograde as well to just get more feeling of, of what's around right now and, and how I can be giving back in a better way. Yeah. And that makes me think, Leash, you know, when we were talking earlier in our show today about like the backdrop for this week, mm. one of the other things to keep in mind is that Mars has just gone into Pisces mm. and that technically happened late last week on the November 15th or 16th in Australia, but we're only just starting to really get a feel for it this week. And mm. Pisces is traditionally a sign ruled by Jupiter as well. So we're going to have Mars in Pisces and the sun in Sag. And there is, you know, Pisces and Sag both ruled by Jupiter. They're giving generous. There's a compassion or a, like, I've got this, let me share it with you. Or do you need something? And I've got it. Let me just like, let me give it to you. There's no problem. So I do think with this Jupiter vibe, there's like what you're saying, giving experiences rather than stuff or, you know, making a difference in some way, charitable donations, volunteering. Because um, the, the Mars in Pisces is, a, we haven't had Mars in Pisces for two years. And so that's going to flavor the entire holiday season this year. And I think it'll be interesting once the sun gets into Sag to have both those kind of active planets ruled by Jupiter. Um, so that's going to be something we'll all be adjusting to this week. Like the sun goes into Sag, but it's then how it pairs off with other planets. Yeah, yeah. 
like this year we're doing instead of an advent calendar we have a kindness calendar so oh my day, gosh that's so jupiter and sag <laughs> yeah and mars in pisces mars too. in pisces yeah so each day the kids will open a little box and they'll pull something out and it'll be anything from you know saying a kind word to somebody to going and doing something for the community or um doing something around the house to help out um yeah all sorts of things that are fun for them but gets them involved um and there's a lot of that going around right now too oh gosh so. that's amazing i'm like i'm yeah. like you're winning at parenting with that uh, <laughs> <laughs> i wish <laughs> but uh you know even on social media i'm starting to see posts and the like about um you, you know there's a saying that's going around you don't have to you know send yourself bankrupt just to show people you love them yeah um, yes and so there is you know i guess with, with all this jupiterian energy it's about you know the experiences the connection the sharing of knowledge and wisdom and creating those memories that you know the north node is in cancer too now so yes there's uh, maybe a breaking away from some of those old type of capricorn traditions and moving into creating new memories so, you know, I've been, people I've been talking to, and even me personally, were doing a very different type of Christmas than, you know, um, than what's the, the norm for them. So, um, yeah. Like, like us in yeah. Australia with our prawns on the barbecue instead of a turkey <laughs> roast. <laughs> well, well, I don't know. If you grow up with that, the prawns on the barbie is the norm, right? Yeah, true. Uh, the swim on Christmas morning down at the beach because it's stinking harsh or you know, trying to find a park on Boxing Day, which is just a nightmare. <laughs> um, but, it, you know, and this makes me think of, you know, as you were saying, like um, the adventures and the experiences, uh, it makes me think of, yeah, maybe instead of buying friends a gift or just, you know, you, you buy run the same $25 or $50 gift certificate. I'm, I was wondering about writing a nice card and that's my nerdy kind of writing piece. Um, but the North Road in Cancer, a little sentimental. Here's a memory that I had of you this year or this year. I remember that time in the past when we did something and our Cancer Sun girl will probably get tears in her eyes just talking about well, I was just, I, was, I just thought of something. But you, you finish, Kel. And, um, and I mean... And then just, yeah, I know we'll talk about this today as well, but the Gemini full moon is coming up this week. And I always find that's one of my most chatty, busy social weekends in the silly season is whenever that Gemini moon, full moon comes in. But it's also when I start thinking about, you know, Christmas cards or solstice cards, which I send in my business. So it's that idea of like staying in touch, but maybe with a little bit of an old fashioned twist. Mm. Um, but Cass, what, what was going on for you there? I, I was seeing Kanzerian reactions or something. <laughs> I was crying. <laughs> Running <laughs> Michelle. Um, yeah, I am sort of feeling my Kanzerianness a bit these days. I think North Node's not helping with that. But <laughs> I was actually thinking with you know everything that's going on in the sky at the moment, um, and the whole Mars in Pisces piece as well. Um, I'm gonna just have a little confession here, and I've started to write people poems. Oh, oh, I know. I'm just showing, just you know, something that you know. You wrote, you wrote me a poem once years ago, and I you still have it. You wrote me one too, and I still have. I'm it. sure we did. <laughs> um, this is what water signs do. <laughs> so if I write a poem for you, you know I'm in love with you. That's just. <laughs> <how I'm going. laughs> yeah, I but this is so appropriate, like Mars in Pisces, or. Um, Oh, Cass, that's beautiful. And the whole Mercury Neptune. It's so just so that's what I said before, so much Jupiter. So it is just about yeah. giving from mm. the heart, giving from the yeah. spirit. 
give rather than giving from your pocket. Yeah. yeah. Something that's more genuine or maybe ha- is like authentic or has integrity rather than, yeah. you know, just for the sake. Um, and I do think with Jupiter and Sag, I think some of the most popular gifts we're going to see are those experience oriented gifts, like mm. buying people tickets to a show or, you know, the ticket market, t- ticket tech, ticket master, whatever the, <laughs> You buy Whatever we do here, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I couldn't. I was like mashing them up. Um, you know, though, like we. I mean, that's that's a fun thing to do. You know, and so, your passes to the zoo, things like that. Yeah, totally. Or yeah. like, especially, and I think too, if you know people who've got young kids, like friends or family members, like you almost want to say, "I oh, will take your kids out for an adventure," and then you've given mm. the parents the best gift of all because you've given <laughs> them two hours of peace. Um, <laughs> Yeah. But anywho, um, and what advice is peace, hey? Totally. Totally. Yeah. Um, yeah. well, should we say more about this Gemini full moon? I guess we should. Um, cause it's sort of, uh, uh it's, oh, so it's a Mercury station. Can you, can you even speak? <laughs> no. Um, yeah, this Gemini full moon, it's definitely, um, you know, where we know full moons to be a little bit about, you know, increased clarity you know the moon is reflecting full light of the sun so it, it has these associations associations with choices seeing things from a light that you didn't see before um, mm. maybe a closure and completions of things that you know were started prior that sort of you know endings and moving on um with, but with the ruler retrograde in sag um with jupiter with the sun it, it's sort of like and square neptune um it's definitely not going to have the same type, but it's still going to be social. It's still going to be that chatty, flirty, um, you know, everybody at the last minute, it's December 25 in a few weeks. Let's all just catch up before that happens, you know, that kind of madness. And I, yeah. my, my classic response is, I'll still be around on December 20. Let's catch it up there, you know, because it's just yeah, yeah. crazy. <laughs> I'll still be around. Okay, yep. uh, so I just feel that those, uh, you know, social Gemini um, and then the more the merrier Sag, it's just going to be a very crazy weekend. And, um, you know, again, it, it might even be that choice. Do I do this or do I do that in terms of, uh, you know, Christmas catch-ups or you know, end-of-year catch-ups and things like that. Um, and I've seen, a, you know, it's a few uh, situations where there's a, an extreme polarity going on at the end of the week um, in terms of maybe what the plans are, going from one extreme to the next. Um, yeah, I think there's definitely, um, you know, the Mars piece as well. You know, it could be overwhelming, you know, Mars and Pisces, overwhelming, the logistics, trying to work out everything, plan everything, or any tensions mm. of the full moon might just get a little bit kind of like poked by Mars a little bit, um, maybe a little bit more emotional than what you'd experience from your average Gemini moon as well. How about you girls? Yeah, it's one of the things that I really noticed about it is the fact that it's going to be in the, within that first degree. So early, yeah. 
too. So it's almost got this really young and, and childlike energy to it. And it's, it's like, I mean, Gemini already is kind of that Peter Pan energy. Um, but it's like Peter Pan as a boy kind of flitting here, flitting there, um, not really able to connect with anything, but it's just got this wide eyed innocence about it. Um, so I feel like, you know, for me, it'll be a really beautiful day to actually connect with my kids and, and spend some time with yeah. them just having fun and um, maybe anchoring them a bit um, because I think, you know, I find, I don't know about you guys, but I find full moons send the kids a bit do lally. Um, so anything. Send everybody a bit do lally. Yeah. Yeah. So for them, you know, maybe taking them on a walk in nature and kind of like build that awe and inspiration about the world around us um, and just having a lot of fun and, and curious. It's just that, that feeling of curiosity and, but making it fun, you know, Jupiter's going to be right there too. So it's it, making it an adventure, something that we can get out and do. So yeah, like whatever you're doing, you know, that don't have to do it with kids, but do it with that childlike energy. Mm. Yeah, without realising it, my husband and I actually have booked a weekend away <laughs> over that Gemini full moon. Um, you know, I, I, as much as I love to try and plan my entire life by astrology, sometimes just from a practical or a logistical perspective, you just got to take the weekends that you can. So, yeah, I'm, we've kind of just, we're just going to like a beautiful wine region down at Niagara-on-the-Lake and we're just going to have a few days away. Um, but it was interesting to me that we've got this little mini adventure, you know, because Gemini um, and Sag, we often talk about as signs of movement or yeah. certainly Gemini is a sign of curiosity, like trying something new. What's it like here? So what you're saying there, Leash, I guess, of just, you know, changing your scenery a little bit mm-hmm. and just seeing what new ideas uh, come through as a result um, and I can't remember one of you guys mentioned the Mars influence because this full moon is square Mars. So there's mm. like, it's the heightened emotional feeling of the full moon. Um, the kind of like cosmic crazy cause it's ruled by Mercury and Mercury is just a mess right now. Um, mm. but then the moon's going to square Mars just after it gets full. So that feels like a little bit of aggravation or like a bit of a disagreement, not like the worst argument ever, but just, you know, realizing there might be a little bit of tension, um, yeah. where you hadn't thought there was some. Yeah. Well, it's interesting yeah. that you're going away, Kel, because I am too next weekend. So it's <laughs> all about the, these mini adventures. And, Actually, uh, I am too. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> so, you know, and I was you know, sort of thinking about the week ahead and, and all of that and, uh, yeah. you know, just how this lunation falls in my own chart. So I've, you know, got a weekend of extremes, you know, myself. So just, um, you know, within an hour or two of the lunation peaking, I'll be attending sort of this high-end military gala thing, this ball dress-up fancy thing on the Friday night and then Saturday oh, morning. Right. Yeah, yeah, then I'll be Saturday morning. I'll be, you know, taking off the, the gown and putting on the black jeans and metallic T-shirt and heading down to Melbourne Austin's uh, Sober Low event. So I'll be going sort of from this of course, scary type of pompous event to astrology and magic in a brewery. So it's this sort of, you know, total extremes of experiences this weekend. And I haven't taken a domestic flight for six years. So um, crazy. Yeah. So I hope you've got some backup contingency plans for delays in there, hun. uh, I'll just wing it. (laughs) Yeah. We'll see what happens. But, uh, yeah, so definitely looking forward to that. So, And it's kind of cool that you'll be doing that, all of that under that, because um, the next day on the 24th. So that full moon happens um, 
at 3.40 on the 23rd here in Australia. And then on the 24th, we've got Neptune stationing direct. And that's kind of the perfect energy to be meeting Caitlin and Austin under, isn't it? <laughs> it's going to be wonderful. So, yes, so looking forward to just... Uh, uh, the extremes of uh, experience that weekend, yeah, <laughs> with that Mars in the middle, <laughs> super exciting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's uh, yeah, it'd be interesting to uh, hear from some of the listeners. You know what they've got planned for this weekend. You know if they've got some sort of uh, mini break before the uh, madness of the Christmas season fully kicks in. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, or whether they have, I'm always curious about full moons and socializing and partying. I feel like there is a bit of a primal instinct to gather together with mm. people that, you know, we care about or that we're interested and excited by. I feel like that's really heightened under the full moon. But what I have learned over the years, who knows how, but uh, people are more affected or more easily affected by alcohol under the the full moon mm. so you know things can go to your head a little bit quicker or what have you so there's just a lot more energy like you know they say mm. the not they say the full moon like raises sap levels in the plants and it you know raises the tides and since we are the, mostly water it kind of stirs our waters as well so yeah. and you talk um, to like, any any policeman yeah. or any paramedic or anyone that works in an ER and they will tell you that exact same thing. It's usually people ending up in there drunk. Um, they've had an accident of some kind or some kind of altercation. Um, just emotions are really high. Everything's running high and add in that it's, Mars piece, it's going to really yes. bring fireworks potentially. So something to watch, watch out for. Totally. Like, you know, lunar, lunar, the word for moon versus, uh, you know, lunacy. And look, my husband works in um, public education in, in primary or elementary school. And he'll, the amount of times he'll come home and he goes, is it a full moon this week? The kids were cuckoo and it's within 48 hours of the full moon. So mm -hmm. Um, yeah, so this is our first full moon week in our podcast. So definitely let us know your stories in the comments below. Great. All right. Well, I'd, think we'll leave that here we're coming up to the 30 minute mark so um thanks gals we'll anything each of you guys soon. have going on that you want to share quickly before we wrap this up hmm. anyone got any classes or anything coming up do you guys have half price reading specials going on oh yes watch my site there's one coming up soon <laughs> okay cool so leisha's got a reading discount coming up i've got a two-part class on perfections coming up starting december 3rd so if anybody wants to learn about that timing technique it's it sounds funny and it's got a weird concept but it's actually relatively simple so uh, might be fun for people thinking about year ahead stuff and what about you cass um, yes, I'm hoping to have my uh, 2019 horoscope ebook on my website uh, in the next week or two. Um, I've got a Fresh Voices in Astrology webinar coming up, but that's uh, December, mid-December, uh, Transits Progressions, and lots of sort of things in the pipeline, yeah. So, but uh, really excited to get this uh, horoscope ebook out very soon. Excellent. Yeah, you can't wait to read it. <laughs> It'll, yeah, it's a, it's a big one. So looking forward to getting that out there. Great. All right. Well, thanks, girls, and look forward to chatting again next week. See you thanks, next week. Thanks, guys. Okay, bye. Bye. bye.